Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's one of the craziest games that I've covered live. But that crazy for me. I feel like, how many times a season do we say that? Yeah, but this one, like, I know. In the red zone. I'm, I'm not disputing what you're zone. saying. I'm just like, how does this franchise keep doing that? Anyway, uh, who cares? Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in, Hogan Johns. Two weeks away from the draft and as we addressed uh, earlier this week as we get closer and closer to the draft the farther and farther away Adam Johns goes and he is I got I I got some pictures and videos from Johns from his family vacation didn't send me any I I I, in my defense I asked for them oh well he was sending me nonsense and then I said well if you're gonna send me something send me like a family photo from the vacation so I know everyone's having a good time well at least he didn't send me any nonsense yeah. Um, so, you know, good good for the Johns family and enjoying themselves. Hopefully, I'm sure the boys are breaking down mock drafts as they're going on their hikes. I hope so. Uh, we've been we've been having random listeners and, and viewers uh, tweet like, I don't know, p- people who probably live in the mountains somewhere or are vacationing in the mountains. They're just randomly tweeting photos from the mountains saying they're looking for Johns because all he would tell us is he's in the mountains. Which is well, not- he's hard. Yeah, he's hard to find in general because you could just, you could hide behind a tree, you yeah. know. But uh, well, yeah. that is the voice of Kevin Fishbane. You hear, of course, uh, Hogue and Fishbane today. Follow him on Twitter at k Fishbane. Follow me at Adam Hogue, and uh, we have what I think is a fun conversation today because Fishbane he he loves mocks so much he wanted to get mocks from fans and then put it all together and I'm see a man ba- of the man of the people yeah but it's kind of fun because you kind of find out what th- this is actually a good um i think exercise in trying to predict what is going to piss fans off on draft night because you Bingo. got like yeah you got like uh trends here of what the fans are feeling um and that's what i think we're, well, we're going to talk about some of this. People should check this out on theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns if you're not a subscriber. Um, but he took a bunch of fan mock drafts and then kind of compiled them all together, looked at sort of the trends of it, and we'll get some conclusions. Maybe by the end of this episode, we can predict like what would be the like the worst thing polls could do, Ryan Poles could do in the eyes of the fans. And maybe, it's, it's the, a, maybe the easiest thing he could do. Yeah, it's a game I like to play. I remember trying to think, like, was it 20, 
Well, I guess if you pulled the fans in 2017, they probably would have said the things that would have, the, what would have pissed them off the most is trading up for Mitch Trubisky. Would they have said that beforehand? Maybe. What well, about it? What about just picking Mitch Trubisky? I think just picking Mitch Trubisky, I think they would have been fine. Yeah, I have a lot up, of theories. Yeah. I have a lot of theories about the reaction from analysts to that trade was a lot different than I think the reaction among like NFL teams. And I think that, you know, fueled the fervor. But no, it's a fun exercise because I do think that, you know, like I could tell you, I'll, I'll start right now. Uh, and I already knew this from a lot of the comments on stories and tweets and stuff. Bears fans do not want Peter Skaronsky. And of all the submissions I got, only one mock draft um, had Peter Skaronsky. Um, so, you know, we can, I don't know if you want to start there with kind of the way they're viewing the offensive tackles, but um, arm length, big, is a big metric for Bears fans. Yeah. Because why would you want the safest offensive lineman in the draft? <laughs> I went on this rant two weeks ago when it was the, the Fishbane and John show. Yeah. Uh, about how everyone was mad because I picked Skaronsky in our beat writer mock draft. Literally the same day that Daniel Jeremiah picked him in his mock draft, two days after Todd McShay picked him in his mock draft, and a, day, a, a week after Dane Brugger picked him in his mock draft. And so people were mad at you. People were mad oh. at me. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, because if for and I because I'm the Northwestern guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Homer, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, well, I, your your guy Nick Moriano uh, did some uh, Zapruder film breakdowns from the 1920 football drive. Uh, of like, <laughs> he did right, like the, so yeah. they what was on the whiteboard. They sh- you could kind of see what they look like their top traits. Right? How, how do we know that's real, though? I mean, what if it was all? What, was it, what, what if it was fake? Could be. All, I mean, like, what? You're not supposed to believe anything this time of year. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I was having fun with it. I, I think it is real. Um, and thank you for mentioning that. So, if you want to check it out on allchio.com, Nick Nicholas Moriano did. He took all of that out, and it is actually interesting to look at the traits that they look at at each position. Yeah, I, I think with. I guess I, we're probably getting blasted in the comments now that like the two of us are starting this podcast of the Peter Skaronsky conversation. Yeah, probably that's which fine. I brought up. But we did actually. There was one mock that I included that had Skaronsky, and I didn't include it because it had Skaronsky. I included because it, it was the only mock that didn't include a trade. And I just I think sometimes it's nice to just look at the slots the Bears are at now and who are some of the players projected. So that's why I included that. But Ryan Poles is always said best five guys in the offensive line right like he wants position versatility up there like he just wants the best five guys so So, yeah like that so that's why i think like we can't like yes i i i do think the bears would prefer a starting tackle to be longer than peter skaronsky but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't consider taking him and just finding a place for him because he's that good yeah, so this is um, – I actually find this conversation interesting, whether we're talking about Skaronsky or really any other player that fits any position and in, in the, the type of things and traits that we're learning about what Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus care about. But if you're going to narrow the conversation down to, okay, 
in the eyes of Ryan Poles right now, I'm going to speak speak as Ryan Poles. Okay, we need a left tackle. Who are the left tackles? Well, yeah, Peter Skaronsky might not be at the top of their list because of the arm length. They care about arm length. He doesn't have the longest arms. Fine. But when you think about it in the terms of how he's actually drafted and how he's actually added players to this roster, even in free agency, and with what you just brought up, which is what they talk about all the time, just getting the best five offensive linemen out there. What if they What if they have Skaronsky as like a Hall of Fame guard? Bingo. Yep. And they have, and this is all what if, obviously, and they have all the offensive tackles as more of, a, let's say none of them are in that blue category. And obviously, we don't know what the draft board looks like, but I'm just bringing up a hypothetical. Then we've seen him draft best player available. And so for me, it's still very possible that Skrotsky could be best player available at that spot over the other offensive tackles just because his tape really is that good and that flawless. And maybe it's to try him out at right tackle, worst case scenario, moving to guard, or maybe it's just guard. Maybe it's just that they view he would be, he'd walk in as what easily one of those top five guys that they would put in the starting lineup, whether it's a guard or tackle right away. Yeah, and you know, uh, Bo Wolf, my colleague here uh, from Birds with Friends, he did his annual breakdown of offensive positions in the draft and like where you find pro bowlers, like where are the offensive tackle pro bowlers drafted and, and, and doing a bunch of stuff. And it's true, interior offensive linemen, you can find good ones in set rounds two and three. Offensive tackles, generally speaking, the good ones go in the first round, maybe even the top 15 picks. But I've always come back to this with Skaronsky, which is, as you said, if you're if you if you're rating on him as this guy's going to be a ten year starter, multi year Pro Bowler at guard, I think you can make the argument that's worth the top ten pick. If you if you, all you do not all you do if you spend a lot of time talking about the importance of a three technique and how that's the engine for your defense, right? And we talk about Aaron Donald and Chris Jones and all these guys around the league. Isn't it important to have a really good guard to mm-hmm. defend yeah. that? And, and I'll, I'll and here's the other element of this: you talk about where Ryan Poles has these tackles. So every other mock I included, so I made sure to have a, a Broderick Jones mock is in there, a Darnell Wright mock is in there. Darnell Wright, Darnell Wright, by the way, is a flavor of this week. It seems. Yeah, he's yeah. like every week's new. So he's the guy this week, and then I included a Paris Johnson. I think every one of those, the mock drafter moved back to get one of those guys, thinking that may, they may not need to take them at nine. And the flip side of that is, well, because maybe they're not good enough to be the ninth overall pick. So, um, and, and look, look, if, if Ryan Poles leaves the night, first night of the draft with a starting tackle and let's say Darnell Wright and an extra second round pick or a late first round pick, it's hard to complain about about that result so yeah and that was another one of the trends that was obvious it's like almost all the mocks you got there was a trade back yeah i had to work to not include just every mock i included to have a trade everybody did that yeah um someone added someone added the 24th overall pick yeah that was um i think they gave up 
50 they might have given up two of the so they have those three picks 53 64 yeah, i here, think I'm they looking might at it right now i think they might have traded one or two of those in addition to get 24 uh bears receive the 12th pick with the texans mm-hmm. and that, that you could see if you know if will levis is there if, if there's a quarterback the texans like that drops yeah, you know that that's a that's a trade that you can see them making. So yeah, I'm looking. So it's twelve, twenty four, sixty four, which means yeah, they probably they said we'll give you nine and fifty three and sixty one. You give us twelve no. and twenty four. Well, here what right? it was. It, it was they moved back um, to twelve and got thirty three. Mm, okay, by, by giving up sixty one. So moving up in the second round to move back three spots in the first, but then after that, then made another trade with the Jaguars yes. to move up from 33 back into the first round to uh, take Broderick Jones. So that's a draft where, um, yeah. and I should probably give proper credit here, Oak Lightning won on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, managed Very to get Tyree, Tyree Wilson and Broderick Jones in the first round. So, I i mean, it's very creative. I don't think it's that unrealistic because we could, I mean, you tell me where you want to go here, Hook. I, I think we could talk about the trade back possibility, but if you're talking about trade back, I think there's absolutely a, do they find a way into the bottom of the first conversation? Because there is that gap right now between nine and 53. And how do they figure out a way to get into the whether it's the late 20s or early second round um like i I think that you can see you know you want to play mock gm i can understand that you know and i think actually most of these trade backs got like a second round pick um somebody traded back with the steelers and got the 32nd pick back Mm. the chase claypool pick did they trade chase claypool (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't remember um the only thing i don't like about this though is it, it leaves the bears with only three picks in the top 64 uh correct. no second round selections when it's all said and done i don't mind the first trade back or the trade back to 12 because then that would have given the bears the 33rd pick and they still have 53 and 61 mm-hmm. um i just think there's so many players in that range that can help you and, and, and to and me, Broderick say, Jones is not a for sure thing. And I think this mock is interesting because, again, a lot of these mocks show we always have to remember the variance between draft boards, right? Like Dane Brugger's has one set of rankings, Tom McShay, Dan Jermeyer, and then all 32 teams have their own. So when I first looked at that, I'm like, oh, Jervon Dexter Sr., like, yeah, I'll take that at 103. Zach Harrison at 118. Byron Young at 133. Like, you would probably take those guys at those spots. Um Will they be there? You know, and again, whatever. I think they were using Pro Football Focus for their mock, and they were there. Um, yeah. It just, you know, and again, once we get, especially when we get after the first round, there's always going to be, and that's the other thing that pisses fans off, is someone's going to read Dane Brugger's guide here. Let's, let me pick a random player. I'll take Jordan Addison, because that's where my beast is at right now. So Dane's got Jordan Addison 25th overall. Some team is going to take him like 14th 
and everyone's going to be up in arms like, oh, my God, what a reach, because Dane has him at 25. Now, this is not a slight against Dane, who I have the utmost respect for because the beast is incredible, all the work he does. But whatever team takes that player at that spot, they did so because he's top of their board at that, right? You know, yeah. So everybody has to right. – we all have to remember that. Um, but I'm – Let's let's figure out this will this is where I'm struggling with all the the fantasy trade scenarios is who's trading up to nine and who are they trading up to nine for? Yeah. And and I've been kind of struggling with that too. So you look at the draft order behind the Bears. The next pick is the Eagles. Um there's been some chatter, and I think it's just mostly speculation that the Titans maybe would be a team that would trade up a couple spots if one of those quarterbacks is still there. They do have a new GM. Um, he might want his own guy, which would make sense. Um, I think we're under the assumption that the Texans are taking a quarterback at two, but I brought this scenario up in one of my past mock drafts. Um, which, what if they don't? And what if instead of 12, they're sitting there and one of the quarterbacks is still available at nine and they want to move up? So I think that that's potentially a possibility. I, um, with, the, with the quarterbacks, it's, I mean, again, we don't know how accurate a lot of these mock drafts are going to turn out to be, but it seems like it's a Will Levis question, right? Mm-hmm. Is is the if, if Will Levis is the guy... Because if, if Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson are gone, and Will Levis is the guy there at nine, does a team, you know, do do the Titans or Texans um, commanders? Will Levis seems like the guy to me in this draft that could potentially fall into the 20s. Right. That's the thing. Like, you need a GM to be in love with Will Levis. Because I just, I mean, I don't, I, it certainly seems like Anthony Richardson is going to go Top six? Um top seven? Yeah. I I don't I, my I, I I don't think I, I heard at the combine and someone tell me don't he's not gonna fall past the Raiders at seven. Yeah. Which I that, thought was it, interesting. I just I, I think in today's NFL, when you got a guy like that, people are just they're enamored. And the, and mm-hmm. maybe they should be. I mean I, I I the guy is an incredible talent. But that's so it's Will Levis. You don't have that great wide receiver this year who is maybe worth moving up for. You don't as we just talked about, you don't really have an offensive tackle worth moving up for. Here's a guy. What if Jalen Carter's there at nine and mm-hmm. the Bears don't want him? Yeah. That's somebody a team could trade. That's a guy somebody could trade up for. Maybe, but I also feel like if he's still there at nine, then the concerns at that point have been validated by other teams. And yes, it only takes one team to say, oh, okay, we really want that guy. But I feel like if teams are comfortable with Jalen Carter, he's not getting past Seattle at five or, or right. certainly Detroit at six, which would maybe be the worst case scenario. But like, so are there any of the edge rush? Like who's, you know, if, uh, like is somebody? Is, the other thing too is if someone's trained up for Tyree Wilson, aren't aren't the Bears interested in t- taking Tyree Wilson? Yeah, maybe. 
to a point. I, it, okay, how about a corner? That's here. Here you go. Back to what we talked about at the top. What What do fans not want? I didn't get a single mock draft that included either Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, see, and that's interesting to me because I think there's I think there's quite a few cornerbacks that are really intriguing. Um, you got Joey Porter Jr. there too. I like I, Joey I, Porter. I, I did have a couple people do a, a trade back and got Joey Porter Jr. in the teens. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did get those submissions. Yeah, he's very Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, um, yeah. who's very skinny but very good with with long arms. Um, but I don't know if that's a guy you take in the top ten. But that so so that's a premium position we're talking about. So does you know like if, if Witherspoon's there at nine and the Bears don't want him, does somebody trade up for him? I just it's it's hard. Like I I I get the benefit with this class because look like I'm looking at I, I'm using Dane's guide here. Okay, so I'm gonna start it. I'll start at seven with Skaronsky. Skaronsky, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Paris Johnson Jr. That's seven to twelve. You'd yeah. probably be okay with any of those guys. Uh, I'm with you on Nolan Smith. I love everything about the guy except I'm worried he doesn't have the ideal size yeah that they're looking for so it's funny you bring that name up because <sighs> he was not in any of the mocks i i received i know and we did we did the edge rushers the other day on chgo and ended up having him sixth and then like a day later i'm like he's so good though <laughs> really good and he's got like, you know, like and he's total like the matt eberflus guy he's like perfect for what yeah the bears looking for in the locker room too I there's a couple guys that I that and I've said this every time we've been doing these shows with our top five guys like it's still fluid it's not final until the draft especially for us in the media like we're not we haven't been doing this we don't have scouts that have been doing it well you do you have Dane Brugler but we don't the the two of us everybody on CHGO Johns everybody like that you hear from like we we've been doing this for a few months looking at these guys if we're being honest other than watching some college football in the fall um so, you know, we 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 get to hold it all the way up to the start of the draft and maybe even you know, between Thursday and Friday move some guys around quite frankly. Uh but it, I'm I'm struggling but like kind of in a good way with Nolan Smith because I I'm kind of realizing I'm violating so many of my own rules, which is like if the guy's a good football player, he's a good good football player. Yeah. Like you may, just yeah. don't overthink it. Yes, he's 10 pounds lighter than BJ Ojulari, who I also really like. And he's only six, two and he doesn't have the longest arms, but the dude blew up. He checks all these boxes, blew up the combine. Um, you know, he was having a very productive season this year before he tore his pack and he's interviewing off the charts with teams. He's got, what was this? He ran a four three nine forty at the combine, yeah, and then when he crazy. got his when he saw his number, he chucked his phone in disgust. Dude, you ran a four three nine as an edge rusher. I mean, yeah. So and, I like Nolan I, Smith. I, I will say this about him, and I, I wrote this after the combine. I was talking to a coach there about front seven guys, 
And he said to me, he goes, be careful. He goes, don't overrate production from some of these guys. He said, he goes, I want to see how this guy looks against a good offensive lineman. He goes, I'll look at that tape, but I'm not that worried if he doesn't get, you know, he's not 15 sacks, 18 tackles for a loss. I'm just watching the tape of what he does against a really good offensive lineman. If he's winning those one-on-one battles, and, and obviously he's checking a lot of other boxes. So that was the thing. He said, don't, and, and that's a Nolan Smith thing. It's a Jalen Carter thing. Like Jalen Carter's production is not off the charts. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing is, so so I think when you look at those names, and then we got Broderick Jones at 15, Joey Porter Jr. 16. You can see why fans are like, well, just trade back Darnell Wright 24 because you're going to get one of those guys and another pick. But you need somebody to want to move up. And I just, I don't know who that player is going to be at nine. Somebody asked me yesterday, would the Eagles trade up for uh, to to for Bijan Robinson? And I said no. I, I don't think so. It's just one spot, but I you know I don't know. You train up for a running back? I don't know. I mean, the Bijan Robinson thing's hard because that's it. Yeah, it is. He to look at it uh, in terms of sometimes I like to do this. If you were to do a fantasy football draft out of the rookies, right? So if you're in a dynasty league and who are the players that you would, you know, that would go first. So obviously you're taking the linemen out, right? You're looking for for guys that are going to well, put, put up big has, numbers. Does your league have pancakes? <sighs> not mine. I'm not even in a dynasty league. But my, my your, point being, yeah. like, B. John Robinson is going to go first overall in most of these. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, because he's going to probably make a huge impact right away and be a very good player right away and potentially be rookie of the year right away. And so if that all is true, sounds like a football player you want on your team. Right. Right. So it's like it goes back to what you're saying earlier. Is he a good football player? Like. I'll say this too about running because like, I I wrote about this on when I opened Dane's guide. One of the first things I wanted to see was what he said about B. John Robinson because I do think if you're the Bears at nine, like do I think the Bears are taking him? No, but like you have to have that conversation in Hallis Hall. Yeah, like, you have to you have to talk about it. And I know like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little hypocritical here because I talk about Peter Skaronsky for example. As a guy, hey, that's a 10-year starter. But with Bijan Robinson, because everyone's like, well, you don't want to pay running backs, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to pay him. If you got four great years out of Bijan Robinson, and then you move on, yeah. Like, is that, like, would that be an okay pick? Like, because it's a running back. Like, you don't need seven, eight years. You're not going to get it. But these teams, like, these GMs, these coaches, these owners, like they don't have the patience necessarily to hope that a guy's going to be a seven, eight, nine year guy. If someone's really good for three or four years, you take them. Yeah, and that's why that's what always fascinates me because a lot of times I actually think these GMs do think that way, which is like we can't use a first any any player we're using a first round pick on. We need to we need to expect that we're signing them to a second contract. Ninety percent of these GMs aren't going to be having their jobs by then right like because <laughs> that's just the way it works yeah and, yeah and 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 so yeah i don't know it, it's really interesting to think about it especially when it comes to b john robinson because 
and, and I think I think when it comes to skill position guys, that's a that's a like Jameer Gibbs could be that same thing. If he goes in the second round, where was John? Was Jonathan Taylor pick fifty? See, sometimes so. So Jameer Gibbs is another guy. I think I had three different mocks had him going to the Bears in the second round. I like yeah. that. I mean, if 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 this is a draft about now, you can make the argument this draft should be a lot about the front seven. But if this draft's about Justin Fields, which I think is a fair argument to make, it should be continuing to build around Fields. Like, wouldn't it be nice to have a guy like Gibbs back there with him too? Yeah. Look, and I cannot say this enough between now and the draft, two weeks away. Every piece of evidence we've seen from Ryan Poles in a year and a half is he's going to go best player available. Yes. Which is why, so, again, don't ignore the corners in the top of the draft. Yeah, or the kicker from Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. We did we did have a mock that had Jake Moody. Ooh. Oh. I think in the uh, in like the seventh round. Jonathan Taylor went fortieth or forty first in the second round in twenty twenty. And the reason why I bring that name up is because it was like everyone pretty much went in the draft thinking Jonathan Taylor was gonna be a really good player. And no one took him in the first round because he's a running back. And then basically the second the Colts took him is like Yeah, he's probably gonna be rookie of the year. <laughs> Like it's just like well, it seemed like a pretty good pick. Then plug him into your offense and yeah. go. And he's been a really good player. Well, that's uh, the interesting thing is about going back to some of these mocks in the mailbag. A lot of people took running backs, not Bijan Robinson, but you could tell the Bears fans, you know, were interested. I had one here. They took Jameer Gibbs in the second round, and then Keaton Mitchell uh, in the fifth. Um, Rashawn Johnson, Bijan Robinson's backup, was a common guy that people took. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff. Also, if you're using the same dra- mock draft machine, you get the same guys in certain spots. Mm-hmm. So you do see a lot of this. Um, do you want to have the Jackson Smith and Jigba conversation? I always like a good Jackson Smith and Jigba conversation because I included a, a mock that traded back for him, and you want to talk about a guy that it seems like Bears fans would be okay with. It, I, I, I saw a lot of people sending in mocks that had a trade back for JSN. I, as long as you're not taking him at nine, I think people are intrigued by Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Goes back to your fantasy football conversation, too. Right. Like, if if you think he's going to plug right in the offense and put up big numbers right away. Now, I think wide receiver is a little different. I think it's a little bit harder for, like, even look at Devonta Smith. Like, it kind of took him a year. Right. I mean, yes, he was in the offense, and yes, he was a weapon, but kind of took him a year before he really got going. Um, And I could see that still being the case with Jackson Smith and Jacob, but his short area quickness is so good, and his route running ability is so good. I mean, I I, I could see him making a similar impact that... that um, Darnell Mooney made as a rookie, which was a pretty well, big impact. And I think if you showed me his scouting report and didn't tell me he went to Ohio State and his good friends with Justin Fields, I would say this is a guy for Justin Fields because he's going to get open quickly. And he's going to be able to adjust his routes really well. And then and then you add in the fact that he's already got a bit of a rapport with the quarterback. You know, I think that it's not you don't ignore that. Um, you know, you don't want to pick a guy just because he's friends with your quarterback, but it's uh yeah, so that was let me try I'm trying to remember that mock draft was an interesting one to me. That one uh 
So they trade. Oh, this was the Steelers one. So they traded back to seventeen, got thirty-two back, which they used on Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. Then took your guy Joe Tipman. A lot of Joe Tipman love in the mock drafts, and then four straight edge rushers. Yeah, uh, Kia White is a guy that size speed combination very intriguing to me in terms of. You know, would Matt Eberfuss look at him and be like, I can do a lot with somebody like this? Yeah. Uh, and what I appreciate about this mock, which I'm just noticing now, Dewan Johnson, defensive tackle, Toledo, 258. Mm. Eberfuss is all modern. You have a 258th pick. Why not take a guy from take Toledo? Take a Toledo. Yeah. Um, Carl Brooks, though, listed as an edge? Because I would. Yeah. Is that, is um, that based on uh, Brugger's? That was based on whatever mock draft. Um, oh, what? Yeah, it was used to do that, right? Because I uh, considered him to be a possible interior uh, pick for the Bears, but definitely a defensive tackle. I'm trying to bring up. Dane's got Carl Brooks as his 16th defensive tackle in the fifth round. Yes. Yeah, I think I noted too that we had Brooks as a defensive tackle. Um, No one took Adetamawa? No one took Adetamawa. I think that this was, I think part of these mock drafts, I don't know how active it was, but I think a lot of people were probably purposely not taking Northwestern guys. Um, Because they don't like you or something? Like what? I would think they were trying to be sucking up to you. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I did my annual uh, mock draft where it's only Northwestern players, and I actually could have done it even. I could have even expanded it and include Brandon Joseph and Ikuliota. Um, yeah, I think you should have. And everybody got mad about it, but you look closely. All right, Skronsky's your starting guard, as we talked about, or tackle. Uh, Adabare is your starting three technique. I think Cam Mitchell is a really, really good corner. Played in a similar scheme, so it's a nice fit. If you're looking for a late-round running back who can catch the ball to the backfield, like Evan Hole might be one of the better guys in day three. Brand Joseph, ball hawk, special teamer. Why not? So it's not that ab- an absurd of a mock. I just don't understand why the more Northwestern mentions there are in Dane's draft guide, the fewer games the Wildcats seem to win. It's it's wild. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So what was the worst trade or mock, in your opinion? Not Maybe not overall, just like the worst move, the worst trade. So I, there was someone that traded up for Jalen Carter. And mm. I just, it's like, look, if the Bears have checked off if they are comfortable with him and they believe he as many seemed to believe that he's the number one most talented player in the draft i kind i can you can convince me of that but i think that is with what we know about jalen carter i'm not i'm not comfortable moving up for him I include it because, again, I think it's worth having the conversation because he's probably, as we talked about, who do you trade out for is not a quarterback. Maybe it's Jalen Carter. Um, I I didn't include one, but someone did trade out a fair amount in one of their mocks for John Michael Schmitz, which I don't I didn't love trading mm-hmm. up for a twenty four year old center. Yeah, that's. Although like our John guy Bo Wolf po- pointed out that Jason Kelsey was, I think. 24 when he came in the league and a bunch of centers happened so i should probably ignore that element. I, I do like when centers are experienced and he's played a yes. lot of football and that's a type of offense that i think translates well to the bear scheme and he one of the one of the things that coaches say positively about john michael schmitz is just how well he seems to understand offense and right you know. I, I said I, I don't have a problem with john michael schmitz i wouldn't have traded up for him right yeah. So Jalen Carter, I think that was the trade. Like some of these tradebacks were creative. I, again, I'm not sure how realistic they all are, but trading up for Jalen Carter, that's just that was that was a tough one for me to get on board with. I'm not sure how realistic this trade is too. I'm looking at it. Um moving up from nine to five, back in the top five, four spots. I'd have to look at the value charts, I guess, but only giving up pick number fifty three doesn't seem like enough to me. Yeah, I wonder if you have to give up something from twenty twenty four. Yeah. In addition, um, 
Like, I, I mean, the the dude could be a game wrecker. I just like like you go through Dane, you go through Dane Scotty report, and if you look at it through a Matt Eberflus lens, like you just like I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. The hits philosophy, the the motor, the mean, right? Which yeah, M and M motor and mean. Yeah, I just I don't. Uh, I certainly don't see it at five. Let's put that. I, but again, I, I appreciate the creativity. That's why I included it. I think you can have that conversation because he is that guy that you could move up for because he's that skilled. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, day three, create not creativity per se, but uh, Nick Saldaveri, the old Dominion offensive tackle, has been a popular guy. And I think mm-hmm. athletically, he, he fits what the Bears want to do up front. And two mock drafts know me well. Because they both included a quarterback in round seven. Ah, yeah, I did see one. Max Duggan, uh, and then we had a Jaron Hall, I believe, from yeah. BYU. Draft and a quarterback every year, baby. I think Jaron Hall could be a good fit as a backup for um, Justin Fields. The P.J. Walker thing, though, just makes me feel like that's not the direction they're going to go. Probably uh, not, but it's like... If it's a 218th pick, right? I guess right, you can make an argument. Best player available. To, yeah, and you can make an argument you don't want to dedicate resources to an, a, a rookie quarterback when you're still making sure your starting quarterback is developing the way you want. Like that like when Mitch like Mitch was when Mitch Trubisky was here, I I step back a little bit from my draft to quarterback every year cuz like you 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 need every eye on on this guy you got to make sure you got to help him you can't worry about a rookie feels obviously in a better spot but again it's your 218th pick a lot of times the 218th pick doesn't even make the team yeah and i don't necessarily agree with that thinking because like every position coach has to coach all the players in the room you know it's just unique because you have so few anyways so but they do have a bunch of coaches in there Right, I, I I think that you should be able to, and there's actually more coaching resources devoted to those fewer quarterbacks. Like you have the yeah. offense coordinators always keeping an eye on them. You have, you know, your quarterback coach, um, like the OC, the head coach, the head coach and the OC are spending more time on the quarterbacks than they are, you know, the tight ends. So to me, I, I like the idea of always having a, another guy in. I think. Brock Purdy, wherever he goes, and however his career goes from this point, I I'm a little reserved on the ceiling there. But right. you know, he still served. If if he retired today, that was still an amazing pick. Well, and that's the thing too is that if you take a quarterback at one of those picks, the ceiling is so much higher than any other position because if you get a Brock Purdy, if you get a Gardner Minshew, I think he was a fifth round pick. Um, and he's not, and and you don't need him. You can flip him for a pick. Yeah. So true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right. Well, this is a fun exercise. Uh, I enjoyed reading it. I hope everybody for more, you know, we obviously didn't go through everything here. So check it out on the athletic.com slash Hogan Johns. And, uh, it's fun kind of going through all these mocks and and you get Kevin's reaction to all these different players too. 
which is fun. So, um, good stuff. Johnsy's going to be back next week. Unless he takes another vacation. Right. Which, weeks to go to the... I guess you can't rule it out. I mean, he'll be here draft week, but... He might say, screw this. I'm going to take one more week. And we haven't even checked his youth baseball, football, soccer schedule for draft week yet either. So we don't know. A lot, a lot's in play. I feel like he should share like the game. Does he share the game changer info with you so you can track it all? The, I, I do. Should. I do have his. Uh, I do have his teams on that. I should get make sure I have all of them. Because um, that's a lot to keep track of. I don't even know how he keeps track of it. Yeah. Well. Oh, by the way, shout out to one of your loyal listeners, Kevin P from Elmhurst. Okay. Uh, big fan of Hogan Johns. He said his favorite part of last of Tuesday's episode was that you plugged that I was going to be on today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shout out to him then. But uh, I'm glad you're here. Appreciate it. and you move some things around to be on here. Uh, definitely appreciate it. So we are going to get out of here. A lot, of, lot more draft coverage to come your way, obviously, and we'll have some more next week. Hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at KFishbane. Read all the coverage at allchgo.com and theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. That's where you can get Dane Brugler's beast that we keep talking about. It's worth the price of the subscription alone. Trust me. Go check it out, and uh, I, I'm sure there's always a deal available, too, when you go there. So um, that's all there for you. Johnsy's back next week. We will talk to you then. See ya. Papa John's needs some time off. Hey, hey. hey, football fans. This is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.